coronavirus is on everybody's mind these days. And but one thing we don't usually hear about is how couples and singles are pulling through this pandemic. People our age. I get to talk to one couple, one of my favorite couples, my sister and her boyfriend. They'll give us some of their insights and how they've been able to pull through this sort of quarantine era that we live in. I'll give you some of my insights as well, and we'll learn about some of the facts around the country surrounding love during a pandemic. We've got an exciting show ahead of us. Stay tuned and let's have a conversation. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about love, but before I chase any of you guys who are scared of it, not just any kind of love, just love during a pandemic. How are people, young people particularly, making it through? Those that are couples, what are they doing differently to adapt to the sign of the times? What about singles? So my generation, and I'm part of the Gen Z generation, now you're probably are you probably are too. Seven to twenty-two. That's the Gen Z age range. Then you've got millennials. That's like twenty-three to thirty-nine, I believe. Something something around those age ranges. We're growing up in a different era, where love is treated differently. You know, like we have to slide up in somebody's DMs if we want to show them that we're interested. It's not all about you know falling in love with the girl at the coffee shop and you pull a one-liner it's not so much of that these days and and you probably agree it just it sucks the way love is now and the challenges facing singles by the way i'm single <laughs> just kidding <laughs> well i am anyways the challenges faced by singles though particularly singles in our generation gen z and millennials have often been fodder for comedy You've got Instagram users who are creating accounts to screenshotting terrible pickup lines. You know, I think I've been one of those people who written some terrible pickup lines. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to read those for you right now. But for example, we've got if the virus doesn't take you out, can I? God, that's terrible. Um, on Twitter, you've got people jumping to compare that situation with the new Netflix reality show, Love is Blind. Have you guys seen that show? Really good. I thought I was going to hate it at first, but it just, it gives us some insight as to how much looks really do dictate how successful a relationship can be. That, that Love is Blind is on Netflix, so highly recommend it, especially when we're stuck during quarantine. Watch it. You're going to, you're not going to want to put down the remote. Anyways, but for singles who have yet to find partners, much less start families, isolation, aka quarantine, means the loss of that portion of life for most young adults who count on friendships and romantic relationships. Look, I'm 18. I'm about to turn 19 tomorrow. Today's May 7th. Um... I can totally relate to that. I ha I've seen I've talked to my friends through Zoom. Um, 
or we talk over the phone, three hour phone calls. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, romantic relationships. I'm on Tinder. I'll be honest. Um, not for the stereotypical reason, but just to see if I meet any girls that I'd be interested in. And you know, sure, I match with some girls, but it's not like we can go out and walk downtown on a Saturday night. You know, you've got those types of barriers for a lot of people my age. I guess what it is is people in my generation, we have, or our generation, we have these digital narratives. You know, we put up this front on Tinder or Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. And sure, it does show somewhat of who we are, but it's not all we are. And too many of us enjoy the freedom to manage our social lives and romantic entanglements that previous generations lacked. Whether that's swiping left or right or ghosting. Ghosting's a new thing in recent years. I mean, it sucks. For those that don't know what ghosting is, let's say you start texting somebody and you've been texting for a few days and all of a sudden that person doesn't text you anymore. You're ghosted. Ooh. Or scheduling a late night hookup. You know, it's... We find ourselves unable to exercise that independence the way we used to. And you've probably heard it before from your theos or theas or from your parents. You know, they're always degrading the way our generation, the way young people nowadays meet each other and communicate with each other. But now it's interesting because we find ourselves in a time where we're probably going to need these technological ways of communicating more than ever. And I'm super excited that I get to talk to one couple, one of my favorite couples, my sister and her boyfriend. They're gonna tell us, well, more so her boyfriend because she got a little shy. They're going to tell us how they've been able to pull through. Let's hear from them. I got my sister right next to me, and then I've got my my cuñado right on the screen. I'm talking Jordan. We got Jordan and Alicia in the studio. How what you up, doing? What up, what up? <laughs> Jordan, how you doing? I'm chill, my man. How you doing? Good, bro. Alicia? How you doing, Alicia? Huh? Huh? I'm good. <laughs> okay, good. So, like... How, how have you guys done it? Like, what's what's the key to staying strong during quarantine? Um, I'd probably say just a lot of communication, FaceTime for the most part, and then, you know, linking up when, you know, we have free time for the most part. Uh-huh. Those sneaky link-ups. Yeah, you know, outside the crib, make sure nobody's in harm's way. That's right. That's the key. As long as you're social distancing not you know social distancing not with each other but with the public you guys are you guys are good so so that's the key alicia why don't you want to say it we're being shy come on think of anything. You can't think of- no because he says everything i don't know okay i'm, I'm sorry i can't do this 
No, no, stay right here. We're already recording. Come on, sit down. Oh, Come on. Okay. It's, it's just super casual. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys meet? How did we meet? Yeah. Tell it. You, it's your turn to speak. Come on, Alicia. Huh? Huh? Come no. on. No, I'm sorry. Just stay right here. Stay right here. Stay right here. I'll tell it then. This is not part okay. Of the plan. Like, how do we first meet? Yeah. Sure. We met like right before quarantine. In all honesty. Okay. All right. So, so um, I knew her for like a little bit before quarantine. Probably, I'd probably say like the beginning of the year, but I never really like knew her until we went on vacation together. And then once we got back, all the quarantine stuff happened and mm-hmm. I got stuck with her. So you guys clicked over vacation. Mm-hmm. Talk closer to the microphone. I'm going to say, come on, give them your, give them your side of the story. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear your side of the story. No. So come you on, guys made you fall for me. You guys clicked over vacation. Basically. And then you come back to Tucson, all of a sudden, coronavirus is escalating, and we're all told to stay in our homes. Some people are having to work from home or either lose their job. You know, people are in so many different different circumstances. So, so what, what, what did you think when people had to stay home, stay away from, you guys couldn't see each other? Um, I thought like everybody staying home was like the necessary thing for the most part, like just okay. to keep everybody safe. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing each other wise, I feel like it was kind of harder just cause you know, we just started getting to like each other and then, you know, it's not like, Oh, stay home. Mm-hmm. Alicia, what do you got to say about it? Yeah. What you like, got to say? Like what, what do you think when we all of a sudden we had to be quarantined? What were your thoughts? I totally know. <laughs> no, you lied to me, dude. What did I, well, I asked you how this is going to be. I was in the interview guys at the same time. I asked you. Okay. Come on, Lisa. Let me hear a response. No. Sorry, Patty. Okay. Can you just do him? And then I'll interview you afterwards? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so what do you think? <laughs> Come sit down and party. What do you think was gonna happen? Oh, you could have said like, no, like I can't freaking. By the way, my little oh, brother's in the room, and he's. Look, all you could have said was, when I when we got back from this vacation, this pandemic started getting worse, and quarantine was starting to stick. And even to the stay home order, anyway, it was just getting. The thing is, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we'll say that. No. Come pretend like we're not even recording. Yes. So for those of you guys who are listening in, we're having a good conversation with my sister and her boyfriend. And my sister got a little shy. We're going to try to bring her in on the conversation again. But for the meantime, we're talking to my dog, Jordan. You know, he, you know, he was just kind of bummed that this quarantine stuff just happened after they kind of built that connection. Alicia? What do you have anything to contribute to the conversation? Okay, now she's looking at me pissed off. <laughs> she didn't think this was gonna be going part of the interview. Um, so you know, I read I read an article that a lot of people 
of our generation, you know, they're meeting through Tinder and through all these sites, not traditionally. So, so what do you, what do you think about the way people are meeting each other nowadays? I mean, is that healthy? Should, should we be doing that? Um, I want to, I'd probably say no, just cause it's all like, I'm one of those people I'd rather meet, like meet the person face to face. Like I'd rather, you know, just have our first interaction natural face to face. That way I could actually see who you are mm-hmm. and like fill out the energy. Cause it's all like, I can't really fill out the energy over some text messages, especially yeah. cause people be dry as hell. Yeah. Even though he didn't remember me. I went into his work. He didn't even knows me. <laughs> then so, again, she didn't have her old uniform on, and she wasn't even trying to talk to me like that. But she did think I was cute. Just a little bit, no. Just a bit. Yeah. Just a tad bit, she says. I'm just kidding. So, I mean, do you feel like because of quarantine, things would be different? Like. You guys would be able to see each other more. Like, what? What do you think about that, Alicia? Okay, she's shy again. Of course, she's she shy again, her. folks. <laughs> she's she's mocking me on my bed. We're in my home studio. So, my dog, my dog Jordan. You got a good point. I mean, people our age need to realize that there's a lot more to love than you know that that screen interaction that we're all so used to um and the data here says that 30 to 40 percent of people our age are more likely to suffer from depression during quarantine i mean i feel like it's all linked up to the way our society has now built itself around um, communicating through technology rather than communicating in person. I mean, I mean, would you agree to that? Like, it just it all adds um, up. For the most part, yeah. But then again, now with the social distancing and everything that's mm-hmm. going on, it's going to make face-to-face interactions even more difficult just because you have to really just get to know a person before you even meet them now just because... You don't know if they have the corona, if they've had, if they met anybody with the corona, just for your health and your family's health. It's all like you have to take these precautions now, even if you do want to see somebody face to face, just because this whole pandemic, even when it's over, you're still going to have to take the precautions if you are careful. If not, you know, natural selection will happen. Yeah, seriously. And it's crazy because like, you know, like I've been in conversations with my Theos and they've always been kind of you know, why don't you talk to the girl in, you know, person to person, you know? And now it seems like all of a sudden that technology that we've always kind of been um, denigrating because we think that the in-person style of a relationship is more important. It seems like the technology part is now going to be hyped up a lot more for people's health and safety, unfortunately. So, yeah, I feel that's, I feel that's, probably i was gonna say the best way you could explain it for the most part mm-hmm. and it's it's cool that we have so much technology that we can do zoom chats facetime see people face to face and talk but i feel like you really can't get an emotional connection or like a physical 
connection for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's just what is talking going to do? Talking only goes so far until you really just want to see the person. Because it's all like, even if you are in the talking stage, you want to see the person you're talking to as much as you can. That way you get a vibe on them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I want to try to bring my sister in a conversation. She's being shy and she's not this shy, but all of a sudden she's shy. Come on, you can talk to me. Yeah. Okay. So if you feel. <laughs> okay. So one thing I got to tell you guys that I miss is going out on a Friday or a Saturday night. feels like forever since I got into a party I mean I mean I mean because I don't, I don't want to go out during quarantine and potentially contract coronavirus you know so it's like the last time I went out was before all this happened that was like March I want to say and for one of my friends birthday she threw a banger so wait what do you think do you miss going out Hell yeah, I miss going out. what do you miss about it Mexico parties, Jordy. <laughs> Dancing too. Everything. I'm surprised. Like, um, I'm surprised you would say going out. Like, because I did a poll on Instagram. Um, I did, um, traveling and going to sit and eat. Because most of the people I talk to, they're all like, "That's all I hear." Like, oh man, I had so much travel plans. I can't go nowhere no more. And then I have the other half of the people saying, oh, man, I just want to go out to a restaurant, sit, have some drinks, have a conversation with whoever I'm eating with and just have a chill night like that. Spend a couple hours at the restaurant and then, you know, drink Mm -hmm. some drinks, eat some nice food, have a nice conversation. So I'm actually surprised that you miss going out because I haven't really asked anybody about like, oh, going out to party because I still I still see people partying. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like from here on out, things are going to be different. I mean, restaurants are going to look different. We're probably going to have to sit a certain length from each other. No more buffets. No more buffets. I mean, no, what did we see true. earlier? So we tomatoes is closed permanently. That's crazy. Forever? Forever. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That's a I was gonna say most public places and me working at the mall. They said they might not. That will probably be the last thing to open, out of everything, just because it's such a public place and so much people, so much public traffic. You mm-hmm. can't control how much people get in the mall just because there's so many entrances. Unless you upgrade staff, but then right. that's costing more money, and you don't have the money to upgrade because mm-hmm. there's not the demand because people don't even want to go out like that anymore. But the people who do want to go out, they'll probably cover the demand for people just because they want to spend that stimulus. Yep, that's true. I mean, you're right. Like, my thing was before, you know, because I'm like, before campaign season and all that political stuff goes on, I loved waking up on a Saturday morning, meeting somebody for coffee. Exactly. At my spot, American Eco. I mean, I miss doing that. And that's going to be a while until I'll be able to do it comfortably. You know, and I think, that's it's the same for a lot of people. Um, I was gonna say that's probably the big thing, the comfortable part, just because it's all like 
even when everything goes back to normal, I personally probably won't go out for like another two weeks to a month, even though I do have things to do like travel and probably link up with people. I still feel like it's not safe mm-hmm. to go out of my way to, you know, get on a plane with however many people are on that plane and be in the same cabin where the same airflow is and you never know if somebody has it. And then with all this research about the asymptomatic people, you really don't know who has it. Seriously, that's the scariest part. Um, do you, were you ever, were any of you guys worried when, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to bring it up casually, when you do the sneaky link-ups, would you, did it ever cross your mind that what if I have COVID-19 or she has COVID-19 or you just kind of put that aside and pretend life is normal again? Um, I thought I had corona when I came back from Mexico because I had, but it was a strep throat. And did he still do a sneak, sneaky link up when you were sick? <laughs> was it? Or was it when I got better? I was feeling better. It was probably like I was, the last I was day. On, um, I was taking Antibiotics. Me. I was good now, though. I wasn't. Oh, is it contagious? I was going to say you're on antibiotics. I saw you the last day before you got off of them. But um, I'd probably say um, it would be different if we didn't go on vacation together just because it's all like we were with each other right before this happened and we came back while it was happening. So it's all like in our mind, if we had it, we already gave it to each other. And if not, well, we're already around each other as it is. So there's not really too much of a risk just the outside people that we talk to if we do yeah 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 i mean you're, you're totally right about that uh any last things you guys want to say or contribute to this conversation lisa i do not yeah nothing any advice you have for the couples out there who are trying to survive this quarantine I'd probably say um, for all the couples who are trying to survive, um, find, like, get outside your box. Find things that your person likes to do and then learn how to compromise. Because even if you can't see each other um, or if you do risk seeing each other, um, find things to do. Just because everything's closed, you can still go um, find a nice low-key park where there's not too many people. Enjoy a picnic even though it's hot. Um I was going to say, I, I want to get a quad because there's dirt everywhere and that's a great way to waste time. But I was going to say, just go outside the box, actually listen to your person, find things that they like to do that you never really noticed about them. Like, focus on the little things. Absolutely. Man, that's my dog, Jordan, the Casanova, my cuñado, Alicia. Any last words? No. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why you're so shy. Anyways, I want to thank you both for joining me for this conversation. Super appreciate it. And people need to hear from people who are going through it all. And you guys certainly are. So thank you all for joining the conversation. Thank you, brother. She just gave me a wet willy. Oh, my God. Of course. I can't tell you how much I really appreciate Jordan and Alicia joining me for that conversation. And we talked about some pretty interesting things that we're going to have to get used to. 
I mean, as humans, we're going to find a way to get what we want. And it seems like one of the ways that we'll have to get used to communicating through is Skype, FaceTime, Zoom, and other video call apps. That's the way a lot of people are going to have to get their romantic needs and desires if they truly want to stay quarantined and properly social and physically distanced. Loneliness is probably at an all-time high if you're having to work from home. Um, according to a Time magazine article, Bumble reports a 21% increase in messages sent in Seattle, a hotspot for coronavirus. A 23% increase in New York City, another hotspot. 26% increase in San Francisco since March 12th. A day after the World Health Organization labeled the coronavirus a global pandemic. The use of in-app video chatting on Bumble, a feature many users didn't even know existed before the coronavirus spread, increased 93% across the country between March 13th the day President Donald Trump declared a national emergency in March 27th, with in-app calls and video chats averaging 29 minutes. Hinge similarly saw a 30% increase in messaging compared to February and has responded to launching an in-app date-from-home feature that if both users agree, launches a video chat or phone call. I'll have to be honest, that sounded super interesting, but I've never used Bumble or what's that other one? Hinge? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I haven't used it, so I can't speak from personal experience. So in closing, I've got a number of thoughts on my mind. And let's start off with the serious with the serious thoughts. Look, our, our mental health, guys, ladies, people, folks, our mental health is going to be taking a hit during this time. I mean, as humans, we naturally crave attention. We crave somebody's warmth, whether that be a family member or somebody we're romantically involved with. We crave that. And right now, it seems harder than ever to get that in a legal way. I mean, what if we get to a point where you have these speakeasies for hugging and rom and for romance? I mean, imagine that. And for those of you guys who don't know what a speakeasy is, you ever watch those movies and they're like they're old movies and somebody knocks on the door, ba ba ba, and then you have that little window where you can only see somebody's eyes that is that that's in that's on the other side of the door. And they're like, who is it? And then you have to kind of give them a secret code to get in. I mean, what if we have that when it comes to romance and dating? What if it gets to that point? Because, of course, you're going to have so much closures and you won't be able to kind of get close to somebody in public because you have all these restrictions that enforce social and physical distancing. And, you know, one thing as a sing as somebody who's single and i don't know whoever whoever's listening i don't know if you're single or if you're a couple but from somebody who's single that perspective one thing that's important to remember is we're all going through this 
everybody's feeling a similar sort of need to have some sort of chemistry, physical chemistry with one another. This isn't just you or me that's experiencing this. Almost everybody is experiencing this sort of loneliness. I mean, right now, I don't know if I feel comfortable hugging, you know? And I'm a hugger. I'm a Chicano. I mean, you know, if you're Latino, you you grew up in a family where you hugged and you kissed. I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that these days until there's some sort of reassurance that we're going to be okay. But for now, you know, my advice is call your friends, call your family. If you want to stay on Tinder, stay on Tinder. If you see that one chick you've been wanting to hit up, hit her up, bro. Or ladies, you see that dude you think is cute, hit him up. Now's the time to do it. Now's the, now's the time to just say, F it. I'm going to do it. It's a sign of the times. We've got to adjust. And I believe in you. But for now, I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We had a good one today here at Robles Speaks.